0: You've landed a Mom Swipes Left, a podcast with two middle-aged women just trying to figure out what news they should listen to. Today, we have a special guest, David Pell. He visits 75 news sites every morning so you don't have to. Also, not a fan of the 69. Who is? I mean, no one. Enjoy!
1: welcome back to mom swipes left this is episode 142 i'm your host jen and i'm your host carol we're here today with a special guest real people david hell we will be calling him right now because he's waiting with bated breath i'm sure i'm sure
2: Hi, this is Dave. I can't get to the phone right now, even though it's, it's right here in my pocket. Please leave a message. Thanks.
0: Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. It's uh, the Mom Swipes Left team. I know we're like three
1: minutes early, but we're just eager.
0: Yeah, we, were, we had a little premature call. Talk to you soon. Bye. Let's try it again. Okay.
1: Calling David Pellet. Hello? Oh. Hello. Is this David? This is Dude, we thought you had totally stood us up Never Oh,
2: well Even
0: though you're actually exactly on time
2: Thank you very much for being on the show with us Sure, thanks for having me
0: Now, have you listened to the show?
2: Uh, I've listened a bit, and I realize we may be uh, each other's alter egos Because I used to do a podcast with a guy named Phil Bronstein Who was the editor of the San Francisco Chronicle And our our tagline was Once a week, two middle-aged Jews meet at the (gasps) intersection of fascinating news and personal angst Yeah, and it was called What Hurts. We basically just talked about what what hurt in the Uh, news and also what hurt physically.
0: Is that still out there in the world? Can we get
2: it? It's out there. We haven't done it for a few years. That's okay. uh, I want to check that out. You guys are a few hundred episodes ahead of us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So
1: I'm going to do do an intro. David Pell is an American saxophonist, band leader, and record producer, working alongside such greats as Mel Torme and the small-framed phenomenon Sammy Davis Jr.,
2: that was that was a Dave Pell. It's true. That one was deceased. So <laughs>
1: He did die. It's true. Yeah. Sorry, we're just being assholes. We're just trying to fuck with you. All
2: right. No, I know. I could tell.
1: For real, Dave Pell is a rare breed of addict that has wrestled his habit into a very successful career. His weakness, you ask? He has a serious news addiction. So let me see if I can cover all of this, okay? You were okay. one of the internet's first bloggers.
2: Uh, I was probably up there, yeah.
1: You've written for NPR, Gizmodo, Forbes, Huffington Post, Time Magazine, and Hustler.
2: Uh, I have not done Hustler, but I'm open to it. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> he, you got in on the ground floor investing in podcasts. When this Mom is- Swipes left, was just a tingle in our groins. <laughs> also, word on the street is that you're hot as fuck.
2: This is all true. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your picture, dude. You're
0: pretty hot. Yeah.
2: Your wife is a
0: lucky lady.
2: No, it's actually the opposite. My wife is actually remarkably attractive, and I'm not that attractive. We're certainly Carrie and Megan.
0: She has her own gig that is quite something.
2: Uh, Yeah, she runs a a pretty big women's network and community Mm -hmm. called The What. So uh, a lot of powerful and cool women follow her. Yeah, Yeah, she's a cool lady.
1: Also, just by the by. I think Harry's kind of attractive.
2: Oh, yeah, he's okay. Maybe that wasn't the best example. Okay, Who's Harry? He said it was I, more I, I like I a Harry and, Harry and P- Meghan. Whoever James Gandolfini was married to uh, probably works also. Aww.
1: I liked him,
2: too. I him. When The Sopranos came on, that's when my look became pretty hot.
1: <laughs> okay, all right. David has a book coming out in November?
2: Yeah, November 2nd.
1: Called Please Scream Inside Your Heart, Breaking News and Nervous Breakdowns in the Year... That wouldn't end I'm
0: excited for
2: that it's not as horribly painful as it sounds since the year that never ends seems to still be going on but there's also some jokes and some analysis and some humor so I write a a newsletter every day called next draft so I sort of have worked out the skill of making horrible news somewhat uh, digestible and occasionally even enjoyable so that's my, (laughs) my my weird brand
0: question for you why did we not get an advanced copy uh, that
2: I don't know. I'm, I can get you guys one. The advanced copies in print are just going out. Oh, <sighs> oh. They come I, with a sweatband, <gasps> head sweatband and wrist sweatbands That's a team reality. Also, no, everybody no. who everybody who gets the advanced copy also gets a, a stress squeeze toy that's in the shape of the Capitol.
1: Oh, <sighs> no way. That's brilliant. That's cool. So you mentioned Next Draft and both Carol and I have subscribed. I actually have nice, the nice. app. The app is
2: awesome. I'm lucky I have a lot of freelance designers that are willing to work on Next draft and take it seriously. So yeah, it's a really nice app. The iPad app is even nicer.
1: I've been reading for the last, I don't know, week to 10 days, and I've developed a little bit of a crush on your sense of humor. Uh-oh. Just Never saying. ends well.
2: <laughs> yeah. No. That's my brand. Although you guys are a little a little young to develop a crush, my sweet spot is sort of the 80-plus female demographic.
0: Oh, so we're super smoking hot for you. I like that. This is
2: almost uh, this is like Matt Gates territory for me. <laughs> wait,
0: wait a minute i I have
1: a serious question. What is it about the eighty old woman that you find so attractive?
2: <laughs> it's not it's not it's not that I necessarily find them attractive. It just turns out that's my most responsive reader. I really? just get the most feedback from them, and some of them are friends of my mom, and then it sort uh. of spread from there.
0: I yeah. have a question for you just out of the gate. Next draft is a quote unquote newsletter, which is quite old school. So what was it about a newsletter that seemed like the right road to go down rather than a podcast or a web series? You know what I mean?
2: Right. Yeah. Well, I've been doing newsletters since sort of the first internet boom. So I used to write one that just covered tech news. And I, I'm an angel investor. So I invested in a lot of seed. Companies or startup companies on the internet, especially. I do it now too, but this was way back when they were first starting out. Uh, mm-hmm. The internet was first really getting going, and so I had a newsletter that went out to all the CEOs I worked with, and sort of would summarize the ten most important tech news stories of the day. And word about that spread, and at one point I probably had about 50,000 subscribers, Jesus. all of whom were internet professionals, and there really were probably about 52,000 internet professionals. So it was pretty popular back in the day. The reason I I chose a newsletter as a form is the same reason that newsletters are sort of going crazy today between Substack and uh, MailChimp and a bunch of other places where people are sort of going direct to consumers. It's because I think newsletter is the most intimate connection you can have with a a reader or a consumer of your content because you're in the inbox with a person's colleagues and friends and parents. And it's asynchronous communication. So they can respond or they can read it when they want to read it. And over the last 20 years, especially on the internet, everything moves so fast that Mm. you feel like you can't catch up if you go back to Twitter or Facebook after 10 minutes. But Mm. with email, it's always right where you left it.
0: So what you're saying is that we really should just start a newsletter.
2: No, podcasts, I think, are very similar, actually. Yeah. Um, One of the interesting things, the way I think about my newsletter is actually much more akin to a talk radio show or a podcast than a newsletter because there's, as you guys have seen, there's sort of weird titles and Mm -hmm. some strange asides and mentions of my kids and different Mm -hmm. things like that. A lot of talk radio, I find, if you just listen to it once, it's not necessarily that great because it takes a while to get into it. But once you get the vibe, like your listeners get the vibe of what you guys are up to, then you're sort of part of a club and Mm -hmm. you get the lingo and the asides and stuff like that I actually think of the two things as very complimentary and very connected newsletters and podcasts
1: I hear that so your agent sent us some questions for us to ask you so
0: I'm going to sing this in
1: okay? because it's
0: a thing I do Okay. agent (laughs) questions
1: always spot on I know
2: Okay. That was solid. Let me just compose myself for a second. You guys can edit it out while I wipe <laughs> okay. my eyes.
1: You, you know, just uh, another aside, I have to say, you sound like a hard laugh.
2: It's tough to make
0: laugh? Yeah. Mm,
2: That's we'll what I, see. Oh, no, I'm laughing. I, I, do, I do laugh silently. This is true. It's a <laughs> problem in my social life as well.
1: Oh, uh, oh well, okay. yeah. well, we'll see. I laugh we'll see on see the inside. Carol, you wanted to ask this first one. Oh, yeah. What's the story with that book
2: title? Uh, The story with the book title was um, last summer at the peak of the pandemic, which sadly seems to be peaking again. Yeah. There was this amusement park called fuji q highland sort of in the shadow of mount fuji and they were letting people come back to the park but of course they had to wear masks and they didn't complain about it much like americans do mm-hmm. right. but, but the people who ran the park were realizing that on the scary rides in particular something called the fujiyama roller coaster uh, mm. people were screaming their heads off because they were terrified and they were worried that the germs were spreading through the masks <laughs> so they basically put up signs around the park saying no no yelling <gasps> people of course complained and it went i think on tokyo and j- japanese social media people were sort of making fun of that request because it was impossible uh, yeah. they had two park executives in their shirt and ties and perfectly shaped hair do the roller coaster with their masks on and neither of them made even a move or a sound
1: so japanese. and then at the end
2: yeah it was on youtube and the end of the ride it said please scream inside your heart and it was one of the <laughs> 10 or 12 things that went viral during during that crazy oh, year. Oh,
0: wow. I love that. I scream inside my heart often. Well, yeah. You Sometimes do. I scream outside of my heart, but mostly in. <laughs> that yeah. is a great story. Jesus, the
1: Japanese. So what is the craziest, most unexpected thing that happened last year? That's directly from your agent.
2: Oh, my God. She's making very hard questions here. I would say that when Rudy Giuliani did the press oh, conference at the Four Seasons Landscaping... That- Was amazing. That was that was the craziest slash funniest and most absurd. The fact that uh, we had a president telling us to inject Lysol (laughs) in our veins was probably the most disturbing. The interesting thing about the humor of 2020 was that there was an element of seriousness to it all, and it was sort of like we were all blowing off steam, making fun of these moments. Mm But the other half of America was not only taking it seriously, but they were taking it seriously to risk and even give their lives for, as we've seen in the last... Even now, we're seeing people dying out of this belief that COVID is a hoax and right. these weird, you know, taking horse deworming medicine or whatever else they're doing. So as much as we thought it was all hilarious, it was it was the opposite reaction for other people, which is still very perplexing to me and I'm sure right. a lot of other people. Oh. That was the crazy thing about the year. You were, like, laughing. Like, it was impossible to believe at that point mm-hmm. that the election wouldn't be accepted and everybody would just say, okay, Rudy has jumped the shark now for the 50th <laughs> time. It's too crazy. It's too but, crazy. I mean, it's, it was so weird, the combination of horror and fun that mm-hmm. these moments so brought out. I, mean, I Don't get me wrong. I bought the t-shirt. You know, I bought the <gasps> <landscaping> <gasps> Did you really? Landscaping place. Yeah, they sold t-shirts. We you talked about that. They went to the merch that. business immediately. <sighs> Of so and I got those and my designer made me a like a zoom background. So it looked like I was at the, at Rudy's podium. <gasps> I was, I am my
0: designer. Listening. I'm so yeah. jealous.
2: Yeah. Well, he doesn't call himself that. I just call him that. Uh. I, I'm not judging people for laughing. I was laughing too, but there, yeah, there, there was is something a, terrible yeah. happening.
1: All right. So to piggyback on that question, what is the craziest and most unexpected thing that happened to you? This is not from your agent. This is from our minds.
2: Yeah, no, I can tell this is so much better. Um, (laughs) The weirdest thing that happened to me was usually I really do consume news all day and then sort of reformat it or regurgitate it with my takes for my audience. Being able to professionalize if you can call it that, or have a, a job to do or a creative job to do around the news lets me keep it at arm's length so that I find I'm much less emotionally affected by mm-hmm. even 2020 than some of my friends who just read the news and they're just consuming it. For me, I feel like, okay, something terrible happened, but I have to I have to analyze it and share the best stories with my audience. So therefore it actually lets me keep it at arm's length. Mm-hmm where that probably came to a head and i could no longer keep up that wall i'd say was during that week right after the election when it still wasn't being decided or even the night of the election and i was writing about november of 2020 in my newsletter but i was writing about may of 2020 in my book so i was experiencing 2020 twice and i just couldn't believe that the the election was close and then on that night when it became clear we wouldn't have a result my son's pod at his high school had a positive covid test so we had to go quarantine (laughs) oh shit and we went on a hike during that and when i got back i started having some itchiness in an area which i think you guys feature pretty regularly on your show (laughs) yeah um, in the
1: jockage area
2: yeah, and it just got worse and worse, and oh, then it just, like, spread all over my head, and my head blew up to, this like, the size of a basketball. What and, the
3: fuck? What um, was it?
2: I don't know. It was some kind of weird fungal infection. It was definitely psychosomatic. Y- y- got you got can't just, you thing. can't dream up a fungus. No, I may. I don't know if you can or not. I probably touched something in the wild because I don't go outdoors much. So maybe (laughs) interacting. My son and I went on a hike mistakenly uh, to get away from all the news, and then we just heard all the other hikers saying, "Can you believe that he's not conceding the election?" So we didn't actually escape. But so that's what happens with the Jews in the outsides. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, As my as my family says, we only camp (laughs) if we're being chased. (laughs) Uh. But anyway, when I got when I went to the doctor and they gave me, you know, pills and creams and everything else, it turned out that I got another rash then that's called an id rash, which some <laughs> through your listeners will be thrilled to look up. It's basically your body reacting to one rash by creating another rash. So then I had these
0: rash on rash?
2: Crime. Yeah, rash on rash crime. And uh My whole body was just covered with welds, so... Were they pussy? That that was my personal moment of the year. Wow. (laughs) Every kind of welt you can think of, really. Honestly, there were all kinds, because there were multiple funguses, uh, basically having a war game on my body.
0: Yeah, okay, you win.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's gross. That's gross. Should go away soon.
0: (laughs) So... In your opinion, is 2021 slash, because we're almost at the end, 2022 spring, summer, just a continuation of 2020?
2: I don't think it's quite as terrible for a few reasons. One reason is that in 2020, almost everybody around us was totally consumed by every moment of the news. Yeah when you had the rare occasions when you could go and interact with people from six feet away with your masks outdoors, Mm. basically every conversation was about Trump and about COVID and about the crazy thing that happened that day. It was like a soap opera that we couldn't get out of our heads. And the media sort of played into that by covering just that one story 24-7. Just constantly. Um, So I think that obsession was so much stress added onto 2020 so 2021 certainly has a lot of the after effects Mm -hmm. it's become incredibly clear that the lying and the poor leadership and the cravenness and the callousness was not just Trump he was tapping into something that existed in his party Mm -hmm. already Yeah, and we're seeing that continue the big lie continues Uh, the anti mask nonsense continues even though we see people in Texas and Florida the numbers go through the roof but to gain a few political points government of those states still are trying to fight against caution. So I think a lot of the important parts of 2020 still exist and are worth us being aware of that it's not a joke and that it's Mm. not a temporary thing and that it certainly wasn't just one guy. But I don't think it's the same kind of insanity that 2020 brought with the election, our obsession with every political race every moment in the news all the craziness and then COVID coming mm, out of nowhere yeah. at least now we're used to it it's not quite as shocking as it was and
0: i will say that there's not the daily barrage of like crazy time news you know it's it's a little tempered there's still crazy shit going on but it's being reported in a way that feels more sane <laughs> But when Trump was president, it was literally every day, all day, nuts, 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 mm-hmm. nuts.
2: Right. Well, it was it was good for him because he is a narcissist and wanted to dominate the headlines like most wannabe authoritarians do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was great for the news industry. You know, their subscriptions went through the roof. Mm-hmm. We were all totally obsessed. Their ratings went crazy. Uh, you know, there were 100 media stars and podcast stars and TV stars that, emerged during the Trump era. You know, they were former lawyers, former politicians, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they were hugely famous. So there were a lot of people benefiting off of this story. We we, we were as obsessed with Trump as his supporters were, you know. Oh, was, absolutely. Right, right, right. We, we were angry with him and we yeah. couldn't believe it, you know, but we could see very early on, like from 2015, that our outrage was falling on deaf ears. And mm-hmm. yet there was this compulsion to hear the latest crazy thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Talk
2: to all of your friends about how crazy it was. Tweet how crazy it was. But it actually didn't make any difference. Right.
0: As someone who consumes so much media and then puts it out in a palatable way, what would you say are the top two sort of mid-range, like not left-leaning, not right-leaning, but like actual fair, in-the-middle news sources that we can go to? Good question, Carol.
2: One thing I'll say about that, at the outset is that I think we have created a bit of a false equivalence between what we call liberal and conservative news, when really the the big divide in America today is between sort of mediocre, truthful news and outright lies and state media propaganda for one party. Mm-hmm. So I don't really think you can call Fox News uh, like the opposite of CNN or the opposite of MSNBC. Right? Yeah. They're they're knowingly making stuff up and risking people's lives with some mm-hmm. of the messages they're sending out. The the number one news source I would recommend to people is actually the Atlantic, and it's mm-hmm. not straight news. It's more features on longer articles. But I would say out of every publication, they got it the most right in terms mm-hmm. of what was happening under Trump. They had the most predictive material. Mm-hmm. I, I also think the New York Times, although they can anger people on both sides uh, with some of their coverage in terms of their the depth of coverage that they do on different topics and some of the video pieces they're doing. Yeah. I know those are two pretty popular sources, but it's really hard to beat. And it's unfortunately really hard for other news outlets to compete with those sources. And also since Bezos has gotten involved with the Washington Post, they've also really improved. To me, it's middle of the road. I don't consider myself like a raging progressive. I consider myself sort of a moderate Democrat. It's just the Mm -hmm. world has shifted. I've Mm -hmm. stayed the same.
0: So I can tell you what I generally think is a good solid news story, and it's when I'm a little bored. The sensationalized news story has become such the norm that I feel like if I'm slightly bored, then it's probably slightly true.
2: there's so yeah, if you don't want to share it immediately it probably is you know and most stories say, that are worth sharing are worth reading but most <laughs> people don't read the stuff they share
0: it's been interesting in the last couple of months to have stories that are not triggering every like cell in my body mm-hmm. to be scared <laughs>
2: I think 2020 will always stand out. That's why I decided, you know, to focus on that year and try to explain how we got there Mm -hmm. as a society and Mm. politically and then what it means going forward. Do
0: you think Donald Trump will run again and do you think he will win?
2: I would never bet against him just because I had bet against him for the years leading up That's to the I've of always a thought it was a joke. I, right? I grew up in a real estate family, so I've been hearing what an idiot he is and what right? a liar from right. like twelve. Everybody in real estate knew that he was lying about his business and it was mm-hmm. all a house of cards and leveraged and all that stuff. But it's hard. It would be hard to bet against him. Is he gonna mm-hmm. run again? I mean, he probably will, but it really depends where I think his, what I think illness and his psychology leads him. You know, the more the more interesting or troubling part is why do people find themselves attracted to yeah. people like that, which why? is a more complicated thing than I can probably answer. It's amazing. You know, I mean, so you still have people now insisting that he's going to be reinstated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You still have people on their deathbed, intubated, trying to mouth the words, this is all a hoax. the democrats it's a plot you know i mean it's literally Uh, happening in hospitals
0: serious like but the
2: more i think we can reach out and connect uh with people from on the other side of the aisle by any means necessary not the people who are actively lying or actively manipulating but the other people i don't hate anybody in real life as much as i hate the media's version of a trump voter
0: absolutely
2: because so they're not that
0: in real life. Although-
2: right, exactly. We all have something in common. I've, I've never met anybody I could
0: not have a conversation mm-hmm.
2: with or find something in common with in real life. But
0: they've so. divided us so hard.
2: Right. I think some of the extremes hopefully will level out a bit because I think we had a moment where Trump was so extreme on the horrible, racist, misogynist side that mm. we might have gone... To the other side, so far that mm-hmm. people on the left are even afraid to say anything or make any joke because it's yeah. everything is offensive and ev- everything is a cause for firing. Yeah. So I'm hoping that I'm hoping that part of our discourse levels out, and I'm definitely hoping that when we return to dinner parties, there'll be a topic other than who's in the White House control. And Jesus God,
0: can we just get back to jokes? can we laugh at things yeah
2: it's scary I mean I get much more heat in my newsletter from the far left or I don't even know what you would call them it's not even a political mm. position uh, than I do from people that are conservative or even Trump followers that they thought a joke was just incredibly offensive or... Christ. at the early part of the pandemic we were all told we could have like one family that we could sort of connect right. with if we your knew pod. what we were doing mm-hmm. yeah your family pod And so I linked to an article that was about uh, that some families were sort of getting jealous because they were (laughs) surprised not to be your family, bud. So my headline was, I always do pun headlines, it was wham, bam, thank you, fam. (laughs) <laughs> and, um, so you guys you guys are laughing but you don't realize that i've committed this incredible thought crime of no making-
0: but you haven't wait why what what was no, the criticism
2: oh, oh the criticism was that i took a misogynist and horrible saying oh, like wham bam thank you ma'am that implies that people should have sex with women and leave them on the street oh, for and fucksing. i i did a play on words on that making it fam instead i think it's that's just a very writing. strange time
1: wait so yeah. did anybody ever broach the topic of pedophilia. Wham, bam, thank you, fam.
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> Incest. No, but I'm sure now I'll get a few emails about that. So.
1: We're here to help.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: All
1: right, so now we've left your agent's questions, and now we have our own questions. Oh, my God. They're so good. Okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. What was the most gruesome or nasty accident, illness, infection, and you can't use the one that you just had yeah. that you've ever had?
2: Um, Man, let's see. I don't know if they've been that gruesome. I was... couple years ago i was hiking up at squaw valley in tahoe which is now in danger of burning up let's
0: not get Uh, sad
2: okay no there was a few spots where i had to like lean over and use my hands and climb on all fours and i don't i get out much so it was much too hard of a hard of a hike (laughs) for me which was clear when like uh elderly couple passed me with their (laughs) Mm
3: water
2: and offered me some water (laughs) that Um, is awesome i was crawling up the side of the hill but anyway something popped and uh on the drive on home the next day i had to only hold my my elbow above my head uh i couldn't stand the pain having it at normal level so then i called a spine guy and he immediately knew that i ruptured a disc and uh, Then it was about three weeks of trying to get uh, the MRI and the insurance and all that for, to get the shot, but luckily the shot worked.
0: So you went hiking and popped a disc is what you're saying.
2: Yeah. It's not, I know it's not that gross. You are (laughs) Jewish. Yeah, I am. That's really with my most adventurous outing probably in the last 20 years. Wait, but they didn't have to do spine surgery or anything like that? if it didn't start to heal on its own, usually the first step is you get a shot and then that takes about a month to work. Uh, actually, the first step is oral steroids. And, oh, I thought uh, that I was a, going somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, that also. But, <laughs> actually, that was another interesting thing uh, that happened in 2020 is my son started using the word 69 a lot.
0: No, he did not.
2: Wait, why? why? But he didn't really know what it was. He had just heard it. So How old like is his son? It. He was probably 13 at the time, Oh. so I had to explain to him. I'm not. I'm not a proponent of 69. So I have no to one have is Apple, father son talk. Wait, I just wait. Feel like, yeah.
1: wait, wait. I'm sorry. Continue with you're not a proponent of 69.
2: Well, I just feel that my philosophy is that if somebody has their mouth on your genitals mm. that the the correct thing to do is nothing. Yes. That nothing should distract you from that point and him uh,
0: right yeah, there with that, you.
2: As as a middle-aged Jewish male, I'm still shocked every time it happens. So <laughs> the idea that I would then busy myself with something else is just totally insane to me. All
1: right, we have actually spent many moments mm. during this podcast talking about how 69 is completely overblown.
0: It's so complex. There's just no reason for it. No, no. One
2: yeah. at a time I just, feel I just feel it's a matter of focus.
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I know that you visit many, many websites a day. There has to be a website that you put your privacy thing on. <laughs> what is your most guilty pleasure, pleasure website? And you can't do porn unless it's a like bizarre Nutty.
2: genre. Right. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so boring. Uh, Even on the porn, I'm so boring. Sorry. What's your
1: porn go to?
2: Well, it's not that. It's just that I've been guilted by certain parties into always thinking about human trafficking every time I'm porn. Oh for fuck yeah! So I basically just, uh, you know, there's some sort of moderately interesting Mm -hmm. married couples that do it as their business. So I figure Mm -hmm. nobody's being trafficked. Right. It's sort of been ruined for me. The guilt. is That is
0: boring as
2: shit. All but, right, so what uh, do you do You
0: look at? Like child autopsy photos or something? Is it <laughs> in sonoma
2: Yeah, I, I wish I had. You know, it's funny because I often find myself wondering what civilians find interesting about the internet because when I'm not <laughs> looking for news or checking my own stats, that's probably the most humiliating thing I do, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what you're I, talking about, CEO, brother. If I know the CEO of a company, like I know the CEO of Medium, so when I would write there a lot, I would probably, you know, use... Uh, a different browser to check how many (laughs) claps that my article got, because I always worried that somebody there would be like, wow, this one guy in San Francisco just keeps refreshing. (laughs) Um, That's probably the most embarrassing part about my online life. Honestly, I Mm. am totally obsessed with every like and every retweet. And it's my entire life.
1: Boy,
0: well, you better share this because yeah, will you share
1: this?
2: Share what?
0: uh this podcast yeah because to be honest oh, that you're yeah, on
2: absolutely yeah i've come out with my uh 69 bit <laughs> it would I be mean, sort of silly not to market it
0: you heard it here first, first yeah. people right please don't do <laughs> another podcast where you talk about 69 yeah
2: no i won't no okay. i might talk about 96 and then only the three of us will know what
0: I mean. right <laughs>
2: There was a, actually an article about, I think, Apple's built-in weather app never would show 69. It only would show 70 and yeah. 68. And people thought, wow, there's something up, like they're too moral or they're yeah. trying to avoid something weird. So I said, oh, well, you can just wait till it gets to be 96 and turn it upside down. <gasps> But then many people <laughs> informed me that it's still 96, even if you turn it upside down. It's so, true. Uh, oh, it's true. Sort of a, yeah. It was both a math and a physical. Yeah. Wow. Math. Mirrors yeah.
0: are tough. That's meta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. So.
1: Okay. The last question we have is, have you ever shot yourself? I mean, that's like we ask every Everyone. interview. Have you, have ever, you shot- ever shot yourself? As an adult.
2: Yes. Yeah. This is uh, actually one of my favorite areas to discuss. But- <laughs> Um, what I have done is when you do a nature squat, okay. the first time in an emergency, I find I'm not the only one probably who's made the air of you take your pants down to your ankles, but not all the way off. Ooh. So you And you think you're taking a dump onto yeah. the ground, but you're really just taking a dump <laughs> into your underwear. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I respect people who share their shitting in public.
0: Stories there because. is a choreograph to that. It's absolutely <laughs> is true. That yeah, for the real. The pants
2: have to be yeah. The pants have to be removed and or you have at least to have fifteen feet away.
0: You have to like know a serious squat. Like you have to have done squats <laughs> and like working out to like yeah. get back <laughs> wait, far enough. Wait, wait, pause, pause.
1: I have my question is: Are we talking like <laughs> what's that? irritable bowel syndrome people no, or just, just regular, regular poop i mean how much trajectory do you have behind a shit well it's
0: the individual i guess but but i do think people think you just squat down and you're good to go but yep. no you need to you need to twerk that <laughs> to get the kind of distance you need Dave, is that your experience
2: well, I just think if there's any young people listening, really doing a lot of quad work as a young person <laughs> pays off in the long run.
0: Wow. Oh my God, I love you so much.
1: I did not know that. That's fascinating. All right, so if you have time, I have a quiz. And we usually have our guest, Battle Carol. And I'm going to lose, I think. Oh, but yeah, you're totally going to yeah, lose. Yeah. And the quiz is, did it happen in 2021? Okay,
0: you're right, gonna so, know because you visit seventy five. No, months. I
2: have a horrible memory. I'm,
0: All right, so know. how are we gonna do this? I think you should let me answer first. Okay, and, and then, then le- he answers yeah, because without- he's the expert.
1: Okay, okay. All right, you ready? Yeah. Let's go. Renovations to the Golden Gate Bridge that cause an eerie humming sound inspires a musician to play along.
0: Yes, and- I heard it on the NPR. Can, can I just finish? No, please? it's true. And, and to produce
1: happen. an album. Yes, that happens. Do you, do you understand okay. the way quizzes work? Because if when you come across that absolute, yeah. he obviously knows so how in, to...
2: In fairness, this this one's a little too easy for me because I'm yeah. about one minute driving from the Golden Gate Bridge right now. I, I know the guy. I mean, I don't know the guy, but I know oh. where the guy was sitting. Well,
0: I got that yeah. one.
2: Well, yeah, no, but got he got one. it too because okay. he gets the answer. No, it's a
0: tie...
2: The amazing thing about that is that the sound that the bridge makes is so unbelievably fantastic. Yes,
0: it is. And fantastic. everybody,
2: half the people in the barrier are just totally furious about it and mm-hmm. anything to make it stop. So it just is oh. such a uh, metaphor for our society. Yes. I think it's like the next doorization of our society. But I love the sound. I it's regularly cool. When it's going, I go outside. I can hear it from my house. So.
1: All right, Next. A yellow sea sponge sitting next to a pink starfish yes. was spotted more than a mile under the sea, delighting SpongeBob SquarePants fans. So, what am I supposed to
0: say? Is that yes? Is that, that, that is true? true? Okay, Dave.
2: Uh, I have no idea, so I'm going to say no to that.
0: It is actually true. Oh my God, I got one, Dave. <laughs>
2: That's wow, the I'm one. the sound of the bridge was distracting me i'm sorry
1: i'm sorry number three senator paul rand oh fuck while visiting the icu floor of george washington university hospital called on the intubated to rise up like
0: true
2: patriots
0: that can't be true If if it's true i just that's it i'm
2: done um, I'm going to say it's it's not true, but whether it's true or not, his neighbor is by far my favorite person of 2020.
1: <laughs> All right, exactly. You guys are both correct. It's it not true. Not oh,
0: thank God. True.
1: Uh, Number four, Chrissy Teigen lost four teeth while eating a fruit roll-up purchased at a local CVS.
0: Fuck. I'm going to say that's not true,
2: Dave. No, I'm. I'm also going to say that's not true,
0: dudes. That is true. <laughs> Son of a, are you serious? Yeah,
1: it's on the instas. What
0: was in the fruit roll-up? I don't think
1: we have to talk about the fruit roll-up. I think we need to talk about the state of her teeth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <Chrissy>. Meth. Meth. <laughs>
1: Just
0: saying. I've okay. lost some. Well, I've cracked some teeth on some popcorn, but never a fruit
2: roll-up. Oh, roll
1: she's up. not our age. She's young. Oh
3: shit.
2: Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem like the type that would share personal information on the internet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of true. A Belgian woman mm. is banned from a zoo after a four-year affair with a chimpanzee God named damn. Cheetah.
0: I do not know if this is true or not. It could be true. I'm going to say not true.
2: Then I'll, I'll say true. I, I remember the name Cheetah for some reason. Yeah. Think,
1: you are correct, uh, sir. So now you're tied. That. What? I mean, seriously, cheetah? Why would you date a monkey named Cheetah? Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) All right, so you guys are tied. Okay. All right, two more questions. Two days before the Capitol insurrection, Trump mused over a hot mic if the Grand Canyon could be used as a COVID morgue. Untrue.
2: Dave? I think untrue also.
0: Wow, you guys are good. Are we untrue?
2: It is untrue. Ah, Yes, Dave. Last one. Champions
0: of the truth. Okay, go.
1: And I don't have a tiebreaker, so I'm fucked. Oh, well. A daycare show and tell activity was dampened when one five-year-old girl brought the cremated (laughs) remains of her grandmother who had died of COVID. What a
0: bummer, kid. True or
2: false? True. Dave? Uh, that Sounds like the plot of the White Lotus almost. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. I do Um, love that show.
2: I forgot the question, but I'm going (laughs) to say false.
1: Wait, and you said true? Yeah. It is false. He wins.
0: Oh, son of a... Wow. Why do guests always win? Because you're make, an idiot. All right. It makes sense. <laughs> Good so, job, Dave. Wait,
1: but can we talk about your love of White Lotus? I was watching that... What, what was the show? And it was your suggestion. It was... um.
0: Wait, whose suggestion?
1: Dave's. Oh. No, we talk every night. <gasps> The one with Nicole Kidman with yeah. nine yeah. something
0: nine yeah. perfect strangers yeah
2: yes yeah. yeah that that is not nearly as good as white Lotus no but it is yeah, so it's, good yeah it's it's good I it's good for me because like I put in next draft white Lotus is just a direct hit satirizing me as a <sighs> as a vacationer and I'm also my wife is Samoan so I'm my kids are half Samoan half Jewish so I'm familiar wow. with the, uh, what the a cultural wars yeah yeah <laughs> They beat the shit out of people and they feel really guilty for it afterwards. <laughs> <Right>? mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, can I but ask the, you something? the Nicole Kidman one? Just, just doesn't affect me at all. I would never. Mm. I, I don't. I don't. I would never go to something like that. So no. I feel like I'm off the hook.
0: But have you seen? And I ask you this with all sincerity. Schmigadoon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have not. Is it's it on good? the Apple TV. Yeah. No. I've I've seen it, uh, but I haven't watched it. I've you seen need to watch it. App. Do you like musicals? um sometimes
0: I ask you this because it's our entire it's how we get paid Jen hates musicals but this is a good one it's six episodes very short it's all the great things about musicals but also making fun of musicals this will not make it onto the podcast I'm just saying you should watch yeah now we're just talking talking like friends
2: I'll check it out
0: because we feel like we know you now Mm All right, what's up next that's
1: it send off and plugs oh do you want to plug anything
2: I wrote Wait. this book called Please Scream Inside Your Heart. Was that a question to me?
1: Yes. Well, yeah, but I was hoping yes. the first thing you'd say was you'd plug either one of us.
2: <laughs> oh, I would like to plug my book, Please Scream Inside Your Heart. And, yes. Uh, I hate doing that. I hate all the marketing part of this, but it turns out that all of the pre-orders, which it seems weird, why would you pre-order a book? But they all go towards the first week of sales, so. <gasps> all
0: uh, right, well, then don't send uh, us I'm, I'm a
2: contracted to push it.
0: A fake one. We'll, yeah, no, we'll, we'll buy, buy one. one. We'll buy one. One.
2: That sounds good. Yeah, if you have a book club of a few thousand people that would help me. Yeah, out that
1: out. no we don't even have a Twitter of a thousand people, dude. Yes but oh we'll God. give it what our I, what am
2: i doing i thought I you guys were famous
1: now, yeah. i don't know what i mean actually i mean honestly why are we not that actually is a really good question why the this could hell? be your
2: breakthrough pod right here
1: we've been at this for three years yo do you
0: know people can you like spread this around i mean jesus gage and also right. you're super fun we had a good time with you yeah
2: yeah me too that i'm was- not
0: sure we got you to laugh
2: oh i'm laughing out loud I probably haven't laughed out loud since like 1974. All
0: right. Well, we so appreciate you being thank on you. our podcast. And thank you for all your, for your insight and wisdom. I feel like you're super smart.
1: Our listeners might not be readers. Right. But they might get the audio. Is it coming out in audio?
2: Uh, it's coming out in audio. And actually, uh, about half of it's going to be narrated by Peter Coyote. Which oh, my should God. be a pretty awesome audio book.
1: That's amazing. Okay. And also, I want to push Next Draft because it is actually a fascinating read, Mm -hmm. especially if you take the time and click on the links and learn a little bit of shit.
0: Subscribe to that shit.
1: Thank you so much, Mr. David Pell, not saxophonist.
0: We appreciate you.
2: All right. Well, it was a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye.
0: I think that went pretty well. I mean, as well as it could have with an intelligent person on the other end of the line. I mean, there was a point there. I thought he was really enjoying himself. Maybe he also might have been questioning his choices <laughs> well. or his ag- his agent's choices. But I feel like we had a good time. I think, yeah. I thought He's so. a smart dude. So we just we just sent David pill a message. We said, "Do you love? Did us? you at least?" <laughs> Fun. We've gotten nothing back, but I also accidentally sent it to my friend. <laughs> you're such so, an old lady. <laughs> I would have been waiting all night. <laughs> Hello, I texted back. Give
1: him a hot second, yo. What's he doing? He's probably like
0: interviewing on... CNN? Yeah. God, you're such a girl. He's hanging with his super... Oh, oh, we got a message back. Oh. The most fun marketing experience yet by far. Mm. The most marketing fun experience I've had so far. I just want to put that out to the world. Okay, all right. If you're a person who needs marketing, we're fucking fun. Socials? Please visit us on our socials at all of our socials. Please also visit us on momswipesleft.com where you will find show notes and other cool shit. Thank you, freaks,
1: for listening. We will see you next week.
0: A goodbye. Goodbye.
2: maybe himmler had only one ball but i have to-
0: wait did himmler only have one he ball he only had one i didn't ball. know
1: that why am i late to this party
2: I don't know.